Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Be sure to add love you mean it in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Hi everybody, it's Erin and Meg and welcome back to this week's episode of the Love You Mean It podcast. This week we're doing such a fun episode with Erin's friend Darren. He is a self-proclaimed expert on just like all things pop culture. So we're kind of just doing like current events of pop culture and we talk about like honestly a lot of different things. Yeah, we honestly covered a lot of ground. Like Meg said, I met Darren when we were in college and he was the one that really opened my eyes to the world of Britney, the world of Glee, <laughs> and just so many other like pop culture events and people that I had no experience with. And so I'm really glad that he wanted to come on the podcast and share his knowledge with you guys as well. This episode is kind of lengthy, so we're just kind of like going to get into the content we're going to do our favorite segment. This is our only segment. <laughs> we are the Love You Meet It podcast. And we always just want to talk about what we're loving, but we also talk about what we're hating. And this week, what I'm hating, it's I'm not actually hating it. It's just like kind of funny. Yeah. I low-key hate like Gen Z humor. Like I think it's really funny, but I'm also like, oh my God, like yeah. guys, I don't know if you live under a rock, but if you've heard anything about like the stock market this week (laughs) i'm I'm so confused with all of it i just know like there's like reddit and gamestop and that's like all i know yeah so they're basically taking like these companies that are like failing kind of so like blackberry is one of them amc movie theaters is one of them gamestop is one of them and i guess they're just like somehow like driving up the prices for each share and like the way the stock market works is like you bet for or against a company like whether the like the price will rise or not everyone was like betting against those companies because they were failing yeah and they drove the price up so now like a share i think right now is like three hundred dollars which is insane because it used to be like 15 yeah and i was like what the fuck and so i know like a giant like hedge fund just was bankrupt because of it and like literally wall street is just going crazy and Mm -hmm. it's just trolls on reddit like manipulating our stocks and like just showing how fragile our economy is i saw blockbuster tweeted and they were like reddit do your thing (laughs) that made me laugh really hard it's honestly just so crazy and like i i low-key feel like millennials and gen z could really like change things Mm -hmm. like change the way things are like run and stuff and like this is so evident of that yeah they're literally it's almost like they're playing a game from their phone and they're like crashing our economy and it's so little effort they're like switching in between instagram and then like robin hood yeah like okay let me buy more socks they're literally buying billboards to say i'm not leaving like from the wolf of wall street when he's like i'm not fucking leaving Mm -hmm. like they literally are turning this whole thing into a giant meme which is why i hate but also love Gen Z because I think it's funny. But I'm also like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's really just like taking over my life. That TikTok that we watched the other day where he's like, I can't stop doing TikTok mannerisms when it's like the <sighs> Debbie Ryan and like the mwah. And, mwah. 
like that, that like, I, I just like that shit it's literally taking over my life no i know and like i love it but i'm also just like what is happening to me yeah i'm I literally know. turning into a different person what are you hating this week well i'm hating this week it's really sad honestly it's our plants while i do love them you guys literally remember like back and over the summer that was so sad it's only been like seven months with arnie but we have this majesty palm and he's literally completely brown like it's honestly really upsetting our other plant that we overwatered is on its comeback tour right now but we've had another pothos for like three years and it's not doing well and i don't want to speak negatively y'all are beautiful because i I know if you talk greatly to your plants they like are receptive of it it's just really upsetting because like i feel like every aspect of our lives is like going pretty deep decently right now the only thing i have to complain about is the plants and i I can't really do anything i'm the kind of person when it comes to my anxiety that like shit that makes me upset is like the stuff that like i can't fix instantly Mm -hmm. and i can't like snap my fingers and have the plants be better you know like i have to like wait for time to pass and i hate that i'm so impatient yeah just don't get a majesty palm they have a lot of problems this one had aphids and it honestly i think sucked the life out of the plant i think if it hadn't like contracted aphids it would have been fine yeah but it's just not so i don't know but what are you loving this week meg what i'm loving this week are the truly iced teas i didn't try one last night maybe i'll try one tonight it's so good they have four flavors they have strawberry raspberry lemon and then also peach I don't, I've only tried two out of the four flavors. So the lemon and the peach night, sound good. They were, those are the ones I tried. Oh, right. Oh, I forgot. They were so good. They honestly taste like Snapple. And I'm like shocked because they only have like 100 calories. And then wow. there's like maybe like one carb. And there's like only like one gram of sugar. So I'm okay. like, what? Yeah, I will try one later. It's honestly amazing. It's worth the hype. I've seen it on like all the social media platforms, like everyone talking about it. And I don't know, it's definitely worth it. I kind of want to go get another one when this one is like out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, give it a try. It's something fun. I could see it being like huge in the summer. Oh, yeah. And also like truly has lemonades too. <gasps> So I kind of want to try mixing the lemonade with the iced tea. You tried the lemonades, right? Yeah, no, they're yeah. really good. Honestly, I I low-key really like Truly. No, I honestly think they're really good. Like last Christmas, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, I went to my cousin's house and I think I had like four of the blueberry ones and they're so good. <laughs> those, those ones are fire. Those ones are really good. But what I'm loving this week is my new job. Woo! So I talk, we talked about like a few weeks ago. Well, it's just so funny because like we keep this running list of like, all of the things we've been loving and hating over the week and i see like at the top of the list like starting my new internship and then halfway through it's like oh that we're all like expanding our resumes and like applying for jobs grinding and i got one i know it's so exciting guys yeah so it's my first big girl nine to five job i'm excited to keep on top of the podcast though obviously doing it teaching meg to edit the podcast so meg's gonna start (laughs) handling all of this stuff and putting all on her back but it's fine um but yeah i'm just really excited excited for what's to come maybe there will be I, I i was writing in my journal last night mm-hmm. i was like i feel like 2021 is gonna be really great professionally i was like i won't speak on the rest of my life because that's covid heard, but that's what i've heard though i've heard like everyone's professional lives are supposed to improve and like we're gonna hit 10,000 downloads this year i don't know i just feel really like excited about the future and i think it's gonna be great hopefully knock on wood but thank you guys so much for listening to this intro and we will be right back with darren Hi, everybody. We are back with Darren, and he's just going to say a little bit about himself. Hi. Yeah, I'm really happy to be here. I'm Darren. I recently graduated last May from Salve Regina University with a degree in communications. And uh, funny enough, that's how I met Erin. We started at Salve together our freshman year. Our lives actually just 
took two separate directions. One of us left Salve. No hate, no shade, no hate, no shade there. But yeah, we've always just stayed in contact. And when I saw that they were planning to do an episode dedicated to pop culture, I was like, I need to throw myself on there because I love pop culture. It's my baby. So yeah. Like our best friend, Ariel. I don't know if you remember her. I do. I still follow her on Instagram. Yeah. And so like, I was telling her that you were coming on the episode and she was like, oh my God, I remember how much she loves like <laughs> Glee and Britney Spears and like all this stuff. Yeah. And not, the, not the Glee. Not the, I don't want to be. <laughs> Yo, no, everyone, everyone's shitting on Matthew Morrison and I'm, I'm living for it though. Like I know I I'm was, living, I'm living for it. I was a huge Glee fan. Mm-hmm. And then like going back and like watching these scenes over, I'm like, this is not yeah, okay. He was terrible. He was literally he, terrible. He's a fucking predator. Like, oh my, ew. Yeah. No, like all freshman year of college, like I would go into Darren's oh my room God. and we would sit on his bed and we would just watch Glee for hours. <laughs> and like, obviously I had like, somewhat of like a pop culture knowledge yeah when I, like before college but like it really wasn't until freshman year when like darren would show me like the britney dances and like oh my god oh my god i remember that i remember that we <laughs> like, would sit by my computer little known like i don't i never told you this or anything but like my pop culture like i've always loved pop culture and everything but me really starting to do like my deep dives and everything kind of started in college so like you were like the beginning of when oh, i like wow. started to like actually like throw myself into that world completely instead of just being kind of like a side observer because I feel like when we started college and everything like Mm -hmm. around like whenever that was 2016 I don't know so long ago stan twitter kind of became like a huge a bigger thing I feel like when when we were in like high school and stuff like it was like it was there but like twitter was more used for like like everyone in high school had that and it was like more of an interaction thing now it's more for like knowledge and stuff and I kind of just use it for my pop culture knowledge so like it kind of like was growing towards the end of high school and into college so like my pop culture knowledge and stuff was growing while I was in college more so okay but that's so interesting because I just remember like meeting you and like becoming friends and I was like wow he knows so much and like you were always just like so confident about it and I learned so much from you I mean I already knew so much (laughs) but I'm saying I like I would start to know more throughout college freshman year also brought like my whole like crazy conspiracy side of me which has since died but like it's there it's buried deep down there i'm like a pop culture conspiracy theorist like i've combined like two things completely yeah yeah no i get that for sure i mean like your freshman year halloween costume as britney was still so iconic it was amazing but wrong school for it wrong (laughs) school and i didn't have enough confidence back then if i had the confidence that i have now and i was at like a school in like new york it would have been a sleigh it would have been a serve it Um, was a fucking look but obviously like Salve is like a Catholic school. Yeah, technically. it was not the school for it. Where the top of the top there is like rich kid. Yeah, like yeah, straight kid. This is like young black gay kid. <laughs> I wasn't really making it anywhere. Mm-hmm. The beginning of that and like yeah. on Halloween, but I had fun. Shout out to Colleen. Colleen. Oh my god! Yeah. I cannot like. I can't sew. I can't. I'm terrible with like putting things together so she I really got the materials and I had like the vision and she really helped me put everything together so, it was so, so cute. cute shout out to her I want to make sure that she gets credit I don't know if she listens but like shout out to her she follows the podcast so okay, maybe she so. oh that's so cute I didn't even like know all of that I know I like I think you need to like send a picture of you do you have any pictures of the costume of you as Brittany yeah oh I do and I do have pictures with Aaron from that night too so I can definitely you want me oh to send my God. them to you guys yeah, yeah that would be so yes, funny I can, I can definitely send them I am so excited to just like <laughs> show everyone how Ashley Tisdale blocks you okay I think we should just go into it and just like start I, with I think that. we should just lead with that 
this yeah. is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like she oh. told me this and I fucking died. Like I, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> it's just like the stupidest reason to block anybody ever. And like, just the fact that like you are such an Ashley Tindale stan. <laughs> not anymore, girl. Oh yeah. Not, not anymore. anymore. No. All right. So every, like, let's take it back. Every little like gay person has like that little, that person that like they look up to and like want to be. It's usually like a girl. So um, I've had a lot. I've had like Britney Spears, Beyonce, but uh-huh. like during like, I would say like the younger years where like kids are like looking up to like Jojo Siwa now mm-hmm. and like, like, let's take it back to like when we were like in 2006, like I loved Ashley Tisdale. Like I loved mm-hmm. her so much. Like so that was Zach and Cody, like I loved her, even though watching back, like I like London more, but I loved her and like I loved her even more in high school musical. I loved how much of like a bitch Sharpay was. She was just an unapologetic bitch and I loved it. I loved how she had her like pink car. Remember, I thought it was such a accomplishment that I memorized all the words to Fabulous. And um, I was like singing it to myself at my after school program or like summer after school program. And I don't know, people probably thought it was really weird, but I don't, it, that's just, high school musical was crazy. That was such a craze. I it remember was, like going into like limited too, and then seeing all their merch yeah. and like blacking I, out. And I was like, I need to buy everything. I saw high school musical one and two on stage. It was like at the North shore music theater in Massachusetts. Oh, you guys probably I didn't know that. And then I saw high school musical one and two on ice too. Oh! So, like, I was so, like, invested. I don't know how my family didn't know I was gay or maybe probably me just didn't know I was gay. Yeah, so Ashley was, like, my everything. Like, I had posters of her on my wall. Like, I was probably... I bought her CD. Like, I loved her music. Her music is just another thing. Her music was great. Like, when Britney's crown kind of fell off, like, Ashley took that. Her song, He Said, She Said, was so risque for Disney Channel. And I remember being like, why is she talking about kissing and, like, grinding like why am i seeing my wholesome girl do that like i was so obviously i stand her from like whenever sweet life came out 2005 to like the end of high school musical 2008 but then like the twilight craze happened and i like moved on to like ashley green who played alice so maybe i have Mm -hmm. a thing for ashley's i don't know and then social media became like a bigger thing so like i follow i followed ashley on social media like i was like i'm still gonna like stand you a little bit like i'm not like gonna follow all your projects and stuff like you don't really go anywhere after high school musical that much but i have followed her on everything and that brings us to like 2016 so she was like (laughs) tweeting stuff about how she supported black lives matter and all this kind of stuff and i was like oh my god like my homegirl like i love her so much so I like was on my phone and I tweeted, I was like, this is why I have stand you for almost 10 years. And I sent the tweet and then like, I was just doing my business like on Twitter and stuff. And then I was like scrolling through Twitter and I like saw my tweet and it was like, I'm trying to think of like what old Twitter used to look like. I don't know. I couldn't like see the tweet anymore. And I'm like, why can I not see the tweet that I just replied to? I don't know if I like quoted it like the way quoting was back then or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So then I like clicked on the tweet and it was like, you're blocked. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, why am I blocked? And then I like, I looked at my tweet and it made sense because, okay, the iPhone dictionary doesn't recognize stand, yeah. at stand as a word. It recognizes stabbed. <laughs> so the tweet that Ashley Tizzo got was, this is why I stabbed you for 10 years. <laughs> like, looking back now, I'm like, why wouldn't she just, like, put the pieces together? But also being, like, a crazy star, like, Ashley Tizzo was. Seeing, seeing, seeing the word stabbed, like, I'd be like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> it was also, like, 2015, 2016. So, like, the whole, like, I don't want to say, like, 
the stan twitter lingo because it's like stolen from black culture obviously mm-hmm. but like all of the stuff like stand and like everything like that like wasn't as popular so yeah. i feel like a celebrity would like kind of know what it meant now but back then she was probably like this crazy person like what are they who are you but it was like the block was like that like it was so fast it was probably like a minute and a half after like what was this girl doing that she was just on twitter just able to be on twitter like this and like i had my friends like tweet her and like be like it was just a mistake like i think an ashley fan account like tweet her like i sent you that screenshot i think it was like an ashley fan account like tried to like get her to like unblock me but like so far i've been unsuccessful and i've (laughs) i've not gotten unblocked and it's like really sad because like I think of like peak high school musical like 2007 Darren would have been like crying like on the floor like with my mom and being like is there a phone number we can call like is there a phone number we can call can I speak to a manager I idolized this woman like I literally idolized this woman and it's just so crazy that like 10 years after that I am blocked by her on Twitter and like there's no way of me contacting her there's no way of me like hey I'm not a crazy person someone I know was like who like lives in LA was like years ago was like I have a friend who knows her I can have them talk to her and I was like okay I don't know what came of that I didn't really take that that seriously yeah so that's the kind of the story of how like Ashley's biggest fan got blocked by her but it is a great story to tell at parties it is yeah. one of my favorite stories to tell people because it is so like outrageous and crazy yeah. to think about, especially people who like don't really like think of the word stand and like they kind of don't know what it means. So that adds a layer to the story that I can tell because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't know what stand means? Let me like go on a little tangent and explain to you what the word stand means. And it's just people always think it's the funniest thing ever. And it's just like, it's such a great icebreaker to use. I wish I was like, I don't know. I wish I like had more confidence to like on like a first day of college class and they're like, an icebreaker tell us something about you and me being like I got blocked on Twitter by Ashley Tisdale I was literally opening my mouth to say I was like bitch that better be like your fun fact about yourself or something I feel like it it has to be like a very like liberal arts class like it has to be like a like a writing class or like a music class or like a theater class or like literally like a pop culture class because like anyone like an economics class like a math class would be like this kid's fucking insane like what (laughs) why are you going out of your way to tweet a celebrity but like people in like other people in like the arts know how much celebrities like matter to people yeah such a sad moment in my life but i've learned to take it in stride and i've learned to just use it as a story to like propel me forward if by some slim chance ashley tisdale is listening to this podcast (laughs) get to her please unblock me my twitter is dxvrc it's changed since but like please unblock me like i will support you i still support you i wish you the best i know you're pregnant right now and you're on the mass dancer i wish you the best and everything just please unblock me i feel like we're like there's like this huge celebrity feud and we're like interviewing like somebody this is like red table talk (laughs) i was about to say that red table talk like you guys next week it's like we have actually a lot to say like this guy has terrorized me for years he said he wanted to stop me next week we have Ashley Tizella on and she talks about like her side of the story yeah like, oh he wanted to stab me any person would block on the spot and he hasn't left me alone since and is my and my name hasn't left his mouth and he's still obsessed with me <laughs> just like just like you talking and being like oh yeah I wish you're the best <laughs> like fucking kills me no but like I remember you telling me that story freshman year but like it was fresh it was like yeah, it had just wasn't even a year old by the time I met you it was July 11th 2016 oh, so God, when I met you in September yeah yeah it was like three months after so the wound was still fresh so I was like yeah I got blocked on Twitter by Ashley Tisdale <laughs> 
feel like y'all I'm going through it's something. It's like she's known enough, but she's also like, it's kind of obscure too to be like, what kind of celebrity has you blocked? I've yeah. seen it like go on like TikTok, like what celebrity has you blocked for like a reason. And I'm, I've have like someone's video like saved uh-huh. in my TikTok favorites. So one day I can make like a TikTok, but like I have to like, make sure I say it in such a right way that it could like make me go viral. So like eventually it could, it could like get to Ashley because like, mm-hmm. I really want this feud to end. <laughs> As you were talking, I was just thinking about like all the people that have been blocked by like celebrities, like other celebrities that we want to talk about, like fucking Jeffree Star and shit, yeah. like people that have been blocked by like him and whatnot for like being a hater or like just like inappropriate stuff, but it's like a typo. And now you're blocked, possibly forever. There's awesome. a, forever. there's a professor at like our school and she's blocked by like all of donald trump's kids <coughs> wow and she literally she like tweets them every single day and just like fucking trolls them i didn't even have her as a professor but i follow her she literally like will post oh like eric trump has blocked you and like to her twitter and she's like <laughs> excited about it and i'm like that's literally me <laughs> so maybe she'll see it on like spotify well i have some animosity towards Ashley for what she for her doing that to me when I see her now I'm a little bit annoyed I just a little bit but like I didn't even know that she blocked you like a minute later like that's crazy yes must have been like on her phone I guess yeah she must have been on her I don't even know what she was doing in 2016 yeah Um, musical was long over it was six years done that's why she was on twitter she was bored (laughs) yeah she was bored unemployed yeah she was she was unemployed she was like let me go on twitter and say how I feel about social justice and you know well, I guess we picked the first topic, so I know you came with notes. So what would you want to talk about next? Yeah, I did. I wanted to, like, have the best information that I could give you guys, but, like, I don't want to start with, like, a sad tone, but, like, I just wanted to, like, mention Cicely Tyson because she passed away yesterday at age of 96. She was a huge, like, Black icon, Black legend. She's won countless awards, Emmys. She's the oldest person to ever win a Tony, I believe. She's won an Oscar, many civil rights and women's rights awards as well. Some of her biggest roles include the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, which is about a former slave who is retelling her story in the 1960s during segregation. I believe she won some awards for that. She's also appeared as Coretta Scott King, Harriet Tubman, and for, like, more contemporary audiences she was in because of Winn-Dixie. I've seen a bunch of people post the picture of her in that. I think Anna Sophia Robb from Because of Winn-Dixie posted the picture of them together. Um, She was in The Help as well. I know her best from How to Get Away with Murder. Like I knew who she was, but me seeing her like first was in How to Get Away with Murder. She was Viola Davis's mother. Ophelia I think her name was Mm -hmm. in the show. Just amazing. I there was just the way the way she carried herself with like grace and poise and It was just amazing. It's very sad, but at the same time, she lived a full life. Mm -hmm. I was seeing tweets about this yesterday. It was like, the grief doesn't run super deep because she lived a full life. She was 96. From what we know now, she died of natural causes. She got her flowers while she was here. She's received her star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I, I believe. She had countless awards and everything. So it is very, very bittersweet. She can rest in peace now, knowing that she's made such a huge impact on the world. Black people in general, too, to have her as someone to look up to because she shattered a lot of stereotypes as well for Black women, and especially as a dark-skinned Black woman, too, getting the roles that she did. No, I think that was amazing that you brought that up because, I mean, we all like heard the news yeah. yesterday and everything. And I, I just read this morning because I was like looking at more information about her too that like she just came out with a book yes just as i am i believe it's called i think yeah. she released it like three days ago it's out now so yeah. if anyone's interested in reading it no I'm the, time, the timing of that like, yeah no, like, the I mean, timing I'm, is a little is is weird um yeah. but i 
Um, I am thinking about possibly getting it and reading it just because I think she's so amazing and yeah. such an amazing actress as well. And I definitely will sit down and watch some of her other projects too, because I was just going to be honest, I haven't watched her in anything else besides How to Get It With Murder and Because of Winn-Dixie. And then I knew of her other stuff, but I've never sat down and watched them. So I definitely will sit down and uh, look at other things just to pay tribute to her legacy. I've like seen, so the first time I saw her or like that, I like knew who she was, was probably The Help. Like that, that movie's good, but it also has like some issues. It's definitely like a white savior. Yeah, movie. it's a white savior film. So, too. I mean, I think she did an amazing job like mm-hmm. in her role. And I think she has like seeing her in that versus like seeing her in How to Get Away with Murder. Like you can tell she has a lot of range. Yeah. yeah. And she's like done so much, but. Yeah, so just keep in mind that, like, if you do want to check out her stuff and you do watch The Help, that it, it does have some issues, but... Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to check out the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman because it mm-hmm. was, from what I, I did research on her yesterday, it was one of her big, like, one of her biggest things that she's known for. Mm-hmm. So I really want to check that out. So that's probably the first one I'm going to go to. Yeah, and I know that, like, she w- went on, like, Kelly Ripa's show. Mm-hmm. She, like, went on to be interviewed, like, a few days ago. And they, like, just aired it. And, like, they put, like, a little, like, precursor. And they were, like, mm-hmm. just, like, addressing everything. And just, she was, like, so sad. I was like, I can't even imagine interviewing someone. And then, like, just, then just like, a few days later, they pass away. I mean, that's crazy. Like you said, she did live a full life. It is very sad. I don't know. It's it's cool to see everybody like sharing all of her projects that like we might not even have her like heard about and like getting to like learn more about her life. Yeah, her career is pretty much, I mean, she started in the 1950s. So that's 70 years, I think. That's insane. Is that 70 years? A 70 yeah. years long yeah. career? The only people when I think of like think of long careers like that, Betty White mm-hmm. and Cher. But yeah. Cher's yeah. career isn't 70. I Cher started in the 70s. Yeah. Jane Fonda. Yeah. Like Jane Fonda only, as well. Yeah. There's only like a couple, or like Lily Tomlin, but there's only like a couple of people that are like in that category. And she yeah. was very much in that category. Mm-hmm. I guess Morgan Freeman, too. Yeah. Morgan oh, Freeman. Yeah. yeah. I don't really think of males a lot. I, yeah. I think of women a lot more. So, like, men I would have to think about but I yeah. Morgan Freeman's the first one I think of off the top of my head well I just feel like Hollywood like Hollywood kind of glamorizes women more than yeah. men so and I feel like it's more of a feat for a woman mm-hmm. to have a longer career because there's so much emphasis on being young women oftentimes in Hollywood they seem to they seem to have like an age outdate which is disgusting yeah but men get roles for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. but women they seem to not get these roles or leading women roles don't have an age past like 30 like you don't or like 30 you can like you can, you can pass it off as like 30 to 40 yeah but like you'll see films and men will be like the main character and they'll be like 50 60 like mm-hmm. 70 even yeah. like all of that but like women they don't get that if they have a role for themselves in their 60s or the 70s it's probably a supporting character at best that's why I loved like everything that's like come out about like Kim Cattrall too about how like why she's not doing the Sex in the City movie she said like you make a couple million dollars off of me or however many like millions you make off of me every couple of years whenever you want to make a Sex in the City movie and then I don't get a job and yes didn't she yeah. say like oh I will do it if you yeah if you, know, you like, like three movies, movies for me yeah. then I will do it and then yeah. obviously they didn't Nothing so happened. and I honestly and like I love they try to kind of sweep that under the rug and like they're still trying to kind of like push that diva narrative a little bit mm-hmm. or like they push kind of more of like the reason she's not doing it is just because her feud with Sarah Jessica Parker yeah. which yeah she has that whole thing with Sarah Jessica Parker which I don't know I feel like it is kind of warranted 
I think she she still has some scars from that, from Sarah treating her, from what we've heard, Sarah treating her not the best. And it kind of, it reminds me of like Leah Michelle and Naya Vera. Yeah. Where the supporting character kind of got bigger than you in your head. So it's very easy to believe mm-hmm. that SJP kind of got jealous. Because when yeah. it's kind of considered your show and there's somebody else who people want to see more of and they're becoming as satirized as you, you're going to get jealous. But there's no reason to treat her the way, because the way that sh- mm-hmm. she was treating her, Kim Cattrall deserved her flowers. She deserved, her role is amazing. I watch Sex and the City all the time. I am an avid, like, E-channel, like, Sex mm-hmm. and the City rewatch and everything. Like, it's on every night when I'm yeah. going to bed. So I have it on and everything. And she's just so funny. And that's not even all of it because E edits out so much because of, like, it was on HBO and everything. Yeah. So a lot of Samantha's stories get kind of, like, chopped up and stuff when I finally watched the entire series on HBO I was like wow she has a lot of sex even more than what I thought she did because so much is cut out on E yeah Samantha definitely was my favorite character so it's gonna be sad to not see her in the new show but I'm definitely gonna watch it too because I'm I love Sex and the City I love it as a whole Carrie is my guilty pleasure I want to see where she is now I know yeah Yeah. what she's doing I want to see if Big's in it because I know in the original what they were planning for the Sex and the City the third movie was Big was gonna die of a heart attack yeah so um I want to see if they're still gonna follow that I don't even know if the guy who plays Big has any interest of being in it so I don't know if they're gonna do that I I want to see like where Miranda and Steve are gonna be because Mm -hmm. I have such a soft spot for Miranda and Steve especially Steve I don't know Steve was like my man of the show I don't know if that's like controversial yeah it is Um, controversial but if anyone knows like my like dating history Steve would like fit my like kind of type of guy Steve was just and I just watched the episodes where like Steve and Miranda meet for the first time and it's just like so cute and like yeah, I think his accent's really so cute too Miranda can be such a bitch sometimes but I understand yeah. why she is the way that she is and I'm like not a Miranda hater these yeah, are so people really. that are Miranda haters and I feel like it's built on like misogyny too because that's the girl who had her life most together and everything mm-hmm. but there's some re- times where she's just a bitch to be a bitch yeah. um, and a lot of times it's yeah. to Steve I just love that we like got on the topic of sex in the city because I was literally watching this video this morning there's this like YouTube account called like the take mm-hmm. that does like video yes I watched that yeah yeah and they just did a video all about like sex in the city and how it's like low-key toxic and I was like wait what and they were talking about all the suppression of like Samantha's whole like bisexual storyline mm-hmm. and how she was like oh I either have to be like straight or like a lesbian and everyone was like okay what about bisexuality and then like when and they're like oh that's a stop to gay town like yeah. I remember yeah, that, that specific episode sex in the city has their problems with diversity they mm-hmm. have huge problems with the bisexuality um there's the episode with Carrie and her boyfriend the guy she was dating oh, at the time yeah, and he was I don't know why that's one of my favorite episodes probably because it like sticks in my head as one of the first that I watched maybe it's because when I like first started watching it I was I don't know I don't I was like coming out and everything mm-hmm. um so like obviously it wasn't good to be watching when you're first coming out because they tell you bisexuality is not a thing so there's that and then there's like the problems with like just it's new york city and we're focused on like white people the entire time yeah exactly they were talking about how when samantha dates that guy who owns like that record label or whatever mm-hmm. and like yes. originally they like offered the part to like blair underwood who plays so Mar- miranda's boyfriend right yes. Oh, the doctor. Yeah. Yes, I don't yeah. remember his name, but justice for him. So he's like Blair Underwood and mm-hmm. he was supposed to play like Samantha's like man in that episode, yeah. but he was like, I don't want to play into this like storyline. Th- this yeah. storyline and this like just like creepy yeah. view of like it's a weird like, storyline. Like, yeah. It's like this it's like stereotypical of like black culture and everything. And like the sister like is like, I don't want my sister with like a, a white man, which is like you can see that from both ways. I understand how she feels about wanting her 
brother to date someone in their culture as date another black woman but they kind of frame it as the sisters in the wrong and everything and like i think samantha is like it doesn't matter what color i am and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and it's just like kind of like they kind of give the group like the white savior thing in that whole storyline they don't really like show the reason why the sister feels the way that she does which she's i i feel personally she's warranted to want i don't know i obviously i am for interracial Mm -hmm. couples but Mm -hmm. there's obviously a reason why the sister wants that and they don't really get into that well and they were just talking about like people of color like being only in the show to be like a lane for people from like a lane for the white characters and they were even talking about like stanford and anthony how they were like how like it was clear that like charlotte accessorized them they accessorized them yeah you know in they the were second, like tokenized and stuff. Yeah. In the second movie, it's it's so gross because Charlotte goes, My best gay friend is marrying her best gay friend. Yeah. And it's like they treat them like property and everything. I'm watching it and then like Carrie's hanging out with Stanford and obviously he's like the fourth alternate to her. Yeah. Or the third alternate. I don't even know how to say that. Yeah, because I feel like who does she hang out with first? Who does she always go to first? I feel like it's Miranda. I, I feel mm-hmm. like it's like Miranda, Miranda, Samantha, Samantha like, Charlotte, and then she'll go to Stanford. And then she like only really hangs out with him like when they're busy she doesn't like really care about what's going on in his life like he'll mm-hmm. say it and she'll be like oh wow i feel like she doesn't really like help him out that much as much as she helps the girls mm-hmm. and i feel like if he was stranded somewhere she wouldn't really well carrie's terrible anyway so i don't yeah. know if he would even jump at the chance to help the other girls if they were stranded but i think she would think a lot more about saving stanford than she would saving them yeah. and also the fact that they put stanford and anthony together in the end is kind of just so random yeah. Stanford has a boyfriend throughout the show that I really like. What's his name? Do you guys know his name? Marcus. Yes. yes. And he's like, he was, was he a prostitute or a stripper, he, a he gigolo? Or something. Yeah, an escort. Does Stanford get past that and they continue dating? No, or that's why it ended. Because- yeah, such a good couple. And Anthony is the one who ruins it. Yeah, no, Anthony is the one who stupid, tells like- Charlotte. Yeah. Everyone has a past. And like for a show that's literally about sex, you're shaming sex workers. That's just for weird. someone who has a sex column like Carrie. Yeah. She's very vanilla. They shame Samantha a lot. They shame bisexuality. They Carrie like I don't know doesn't want to. I mean, though I feel like the craziest thing she ever does in the show is get with that politician that likes to get peed on. Yeah, yeah, but like she doesn't even end up doing it. She's yeah. just like yeah, no. But like back to Anthony, I'm not a fan of Anthony more so. I'm more of a fan of Stanford, but Anthony, I feel like they play in the stereotype of the very like mean zinger throwing like snappy like gay character which obviously they exist like gay people like that exist but like they let him like he just exists for that purpose to throw the zingers it plays on the whole like gay men can say what they want Mm -hmm. and not have any repercussions because they're gay which is like another huge problem so we we could honestly have a whole episode on sex in the city but yeah I don't know how we we went from Cicely Tyson to Kim Cattrall to Sex and the City. But, oh my god, you're yeah. right. I didn't even see <laughs> it. Kim Cattrall deserves better. I would love to see her in this new Sex and the City reboot. If they're not going to give her what she deserves, she doesn't need to be in it then. Mm-mm. And I know Sarah Jessica Parker said the fourth character is going to be New York City and they're, they're going to add diversity and everything. And I hope that the show stays authentic to itself. A lot of reboots stray and reboots and remakes stray away from that. And they also now, especially now, they're throwing like forced stuff into there. Obviously, I'm all for diversity. I'm all for everything diverse. I'm Mm -hmm. like I've said, black, gay, like diversity, like everywhere. Throw it as much as you can. But I'm a firm believer and you need to make sure it comes. It's organic instead of pandering needs to be organic. 
and I'm very hope I'm very hopeful that they will make it organic. I just really want it to be organic and I don't want them to just throw a random black girl in there and say, Hey, here's your diversity. I want it to be organic. No, that makes total sense. Like you like watching it and when something feels like contrived, it's just not that's what you focus on. You don't focus on the plot or anything like that. It's and it's sometimes like with these shows and these reboots, they'll I feel like they like spin like a one of those like wheel of fortune type things and it's like okay they're black and they're bisexual and they're polyamorous like they just want to get all they want to put all of these things in there when like you could do it so well so organically by creating like new stories like i saw a tiktok and it was like oh my god who was it it was like redoing will and grace mm-hmm. but like making an own show and it was with janelle monet mm-hmm. um titus Bur- is it burgess or burgess from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I don't know if you guys know him. And then it was Angelica Ross from Pose. Mm-hmm. And then it was this other guy. I forget his name, but he was, he's a gay actor. He's not like huge. He was from a, like a smaller gay show that was like on Showtime at some point in the early 2000s, I think. But it was like, this is how you like could do diversity. Mm-hmm. And it was, it felt very, the, having them as leads just felt very organic instead of like having a show like Sex in the City with the three girls and then randomly just throwing another, like throwing like another person in there for the sake of not tokenizing them, but ending up tokenizing them. Mm-hmm. And like, this could possibly not even happen. Like we don't even know. They could be very mm-hmm. good at it, but just with the track record that Hollywood's had with these reboots and remakes and yeah. Sex and the City in general, I'm not as hopeful as I could be, but I want to keep my fingers crossed. And that's the last I'll say on Sex in the City. I just don't understand how they're going to do it without Samantha. She's the sex. Without her, just like... Exactly. And, like, they broke her up from Smith Jared, yeah. so, like, she, they can't say she's in L.A. with him. They oh, better not say is. she's dead, because that would be disrespectful. I feel like they're going to say... I. I think it's disrespectful disrespectful to you. Me. But I think that it's disrespectful to say that she's dead, but I feel like that's the only way that they're going to be able to do it. I don't know why they just don't, like, recast it or do, like, not, like, a remake, but, like, do, like, the same, like, I don't know, like, vibe of the show, but, like, do it with, like, more diverse people. Yeah. So, like, you don't have I, to live up to the first thing, you know? I feel like they could have done, like, what they're doing with Gossip Girl, because I'm a a fan of what they're going to be doing with the new Gossip Girl because mm-hmm. it's not a really a remake it's a reboot mm-hmm. it's like the same universe but different characters and they're all yeah. diverse now a lot of the characters are black um different sexualities like all this kind of stuff I would like that but like I don't know how they would do that in Sex and the C- like yeah I don't mm-hmm. do we make one of the characters Charlotte's daughter Lily like is I feel like Lily's old enough now yeah, that no. would have been a good show. HBO, Brody, you at? Brody, Brady, Brady, they're old enough now, but like yes. we don't want a man's perspective. So uh, we could have we could have Lily's Lily and um that little devil. She she's the villain of Sex and the City, the first one. If you've seen the movie, her with the cell phone, taking oh, yeah. cell phone, mm-hmm. she that little Her's villain, fault. little exactly. devil girl, she little devil. And then the second movie, even though the second movie's so bad, where she takes her paint and just touches her mom's dress. Oh. Like, you little bitch. Like, know, why, right? like, why is this a little no. bitch for no reason? Your mother went through hell to have a child and didn't even have a child and then adopted you. The emotional, like, turmoil she went through, all that kind of stuff. And you just want to be that garbage of a child? I don't know, man. God. Yeah. yeah, she's the worst. Okay, I guess we'll move on from Sex in the City, though. Yeah, What other I know. topics do we have? We'll let oh, you go first, yeah. So I saw that Miss Halsey is pregnant okay i th- I think i'm the only one on planet earth that didn't even realize that like evan peters and her broke up I, like i guess they broke up like mid 2019 yeah. and i didn't even notice the only reason i don't keep up with halsey that much Me her either. music Me never either. interested me her 
album hopeless founder kingdom was a bop for a second i really liked the mm-hmm. whole romeo and juliet theme but everything else i've never been into i knew that they were together because she had like had a huge crush on him before mm-hmm. she was famous and they got together so that, like, oh that's cool like everyone's dream like your dreams come true like cool but i remember like i don't want to like say the wrong information but i think like during the whole george floyd protest like when everything was getting huge he like posted something like anti-protest and stuff and she like commented back or something mm-hmm. so it was like proven that they broke up mm-hmm. and everything but like i didn't really and i think that was like something i saw on like my twitter feed and just kind of like scrolled past because mm-hmm. i was like halsey evan peters don't really care about either of them so yeah there were some people who thought that was like he was the dad of the child i like clicked that because obviously she like tagged like the like yeah. she tagged the picture and so i clicked on it like expecting to like, see like expecting to see like evan peters and i was like oh is this a- well no like i oh. looked at the tags expecting it to say evan peters and then like i clicked on it and i was like oh is that the photographer and i look and it was like her man yeah i was like oh shit like, and the then he like commented Aleve- some like lovey shit on it Aleve aiden i think it's how we say his name yeah. it's yeah. spelled a-l-e-v-a-y-d-i-n mm-hmm. yeah so and he's from what i looked up he's a writer Produce and writer and a producer. I've never seen him in anything else before. I wanted to find out who he was really fast because I had a friend who texted me and was like, "Who's Halsey's baby daddy?" And I was like, "Halsey, pregnant? What? I didn't even know yet." Yeah. And she was like, "You know everything about pop culture. Like, who's the dad?" And I was like, "Oh my god, this is a lot of pressure. I don't know." I like looked up on Twitter and someone was like, "People are saying that this is her baby daddy." So I sent it to my friend, and then it turned out that that was so. Mm-hmm. Thank you, whoever that was on Twitter who did a deeper dive before I did. I'm happy for her though because she's been open about like her struggles with endometriosis mm-hmm. and like how I think she had a miscarriage on stage once. Oh wow, I didn't oh, even know God. that. Like right before performing, I don't. I think she had a miscarriage right before performing or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even follow her in anything, but I knew that she struggled with endometriosis, mm-hmm. and I saw like some comments that were like oh my god, like, she's not even married or anything. But I was like, honestly, I feel like marriage doesn't really mean shit sometimes. Yeah. And, like, do what you want. Especially, like, if you have endometriosis and you're able to have a kid, I'd be like, turn up. You only have so much time as a woman to, like, get pregnant anyway. And then when you have endometriosis, it, like, makes it so much harder. Yeah. So so the earliest you can, then, like, do it. I'm on an article from Elle right now, and she's quoted as saying, I have ended from, like, an article from before then because this is an article about like her being pregnant now, she has had three miscarriages, four surgeries due to endometriosis and all that. Um, and she's pretty much in pain every single day of her life because of the endometriosis. That is so sad. So it's so sad. But I saw on E! News yesterday, and this is like a, like a little happy, like a, like a kind of like a happier tidbit a little bit, mm-hmm. that in the picture that of her announcing her pregnancy, she's wearing a rainbow bra because the baby's a rainbow baby because um the next child you have or the next child you conceive after having like a miscarriage or like a stillborn or something Mm -hmm. is considered the rainbow or no not a rainbow baby I'm sorry miracle baby it's considered like the miracle baby I believe miracle rainbow baby because they're considered like a miracle after like a miscarriage or a stillborn because like I believe like it's so hard to get pregnant after that right yeah like of the toll it takes on your body Mm -hmm. I'm happy for her a funnier part about it though that we were talking about last night is how like Evan Peters and Emma like Roberts broke up and then she got a new man and got pregnant like immediately and then like Evan Peters and Halsey broke up and then she got a new man and got pregnant like immediately. So I no, was where's like, where's Evan these days? Is he still locked in Ryan Murphy's basement? Like <laughs> oh, shit. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Oh my god, no. I I have like a huge like conspiracy theory about Ryan Murphy that 
if it turned out to be true, I don't think anybody would think it like anyone would think twice. Can you share it? I don't want Ryan Murphy to come and kill me, but um, I mean, he, he, I legal, for legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> for legal reasons, this is a joke, but I do have a small, small theory that I've peddled to my friends before and they believe it. And I believe that Ryan Murphy just has like, he's like the empire of the gay world. He has like the exploitation that he does of like these men and mm-hmm. like Darren Chris, like I love Darren Chris. I'm not talking bad about you. I'm sorry, Darren Chris. I, we like, love no, Darren I Chris. know, he's amazing. Evan Peters, uh, Cody Fern, Finn Wittrock, like all of those guys, like- all, all of them, I believe that they're like chained to the, they're in the basement, like especially Darren Chris. I believe that like he probably tried to do that with like Chris Colfer and like Chris yeah. Colfer was like, no, I believe like he kind of like maybe blacklisted Chris Colfer a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah where, where has he, he been? I like, believe because Chris Colfer talks about how much he hated Glee and I feel like he blacklisted Chris Colfer because Chris Colfer didn't want to be like Ryan Murphy's pet. Like in a week from now, I'm going to be dead. Like Ryan Murphy's going to like send yeah. out, like I'm going to die. I'm gonna next die. bitch. Once again, for legal reasons, this is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> And I just believe, like, he just has, like, this super, super powerful empire. And I believe he just, I like, keeps exciting. these, he keeps Dude. the twinks in his basement. He has the twinks in his basement. The twinks in his basement. Dude, he's literally going to chain you to But I believe Evan basement. might be, Evan wants to be free. So we need to yeah. free Evan. Because I don't think Evan even wants to be, he does not want to be an American Horror Story anymore. He wow. does not want to be, I read an article a couple years ago where he was, like, it is doing crazy things to my brain to be these dark characters every season. And I'm like, free this man. That is exactly what happened to Heath Ledger. He got so into the method acting that like it took a toll on him. Like, I don't know. I just feel like Evan has played some crazy characters. Yeah, I know. Crazy, Dude, like, like, every, psychological characters. Every season he's like, well, I mean, all the characters are like psych- like psychological crazy yeah. people, but it's like, he always, especially Evan Peters, he always gets like the fucking murderers and shit. There was like yeah. one season where he was like not problem like problematic. Every other season he had like, he was like a fucking serial killer. No, well, I think the one season was in Coven where he played the frat boy. Yeah. yeah. That was the one where he just got to like, honestly, Coven is amazing, but it was a mess in itself. Like they did not know how to wrap it up. There were so many ideas and they didn't know how to wrap yeah. it up yeah Um, like he was most of it he was dead then he was a zombie that like couldn't like like be a person a little bit and then he was like having threesomes with emma and tesa who plays zoe and Mm -hmm. um, yeah characters and then by the end like they did like some magic spell that made him normal but he also isn't in apocalypse like what happened to him yeah i don't know they yeah they didn't address that in the in that season well no and then i was thinking like oh yeah like in roanoke he wasn't like a bad person but then he was like he was in he had to play two different characters and one was like a ghost and like a murder oh my god he was a bad person yeah i haven't the two i haven't seen are roanoke and colt i've never seen roanoke and colt those are the two that i've never seen oh my god please watch roanoke but i would like to redact that from the record because i was like oh yeah evan peters isn't a bad person in that but in roanoke he's a slave owner so never mind i forgot about that <laughs> yeah he literally oh my God. is it about the roanoke colony that disappeared yeah yeah i need something to watch so i definitely will go back and watch it colt well, i don't know if i can do too, so i know um evan peters said that colt like messed him up really bad really yeah, yeah. And from what I've seen from that, definitely. But I really hate clowns. And I also have that tripophobia with the yes. fear of stuff, which I know is featured in that because I remember the promo work is like the beehive in the head. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, it will make me so uncomfortable. I can't. I'm an asylum bitch. Mm-hmm. Asylum was my favorite season. I, I started that. watching the year. I started watching 2014. So it was the year that the year that Coven came out. Mm-hmm. So that was like when the show kind of like blew up because every show has like the season mm-hmm. that like blows up. And Coven was the season that kind of blew up for it and made it like a huge name. Plus, like 
Tumblr took it over because like they were like, let's wear black on Wednesdays. We wear black, all that shit, smoking yeah. cigarettes. I loved Murder House, but and then we watched yeah. um we watched Hotel over the summer and I really liked that one. Oh, Lady Gaga was so good. She was a literal icon. Yeah. I like her American Horror Story. I wanted to talk about Army Hammer. Oh my god, Army Hammer. <laughs> I have Nine literal like quotes from him. So if you guys don't know, so I'll tell you guys how I found out about Army Hammer. I'm obsessed with TikTok. So one night I'm just like scrolling through my feed, like minding my own business. And I see this kid and he's dancing to Cannibal by Kesha (laughs) with like pictures of Army Hammer. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't get that. And then I Google like (laughs) Army Hammer Cannibal. Like it literally sent me on like a fucking spiral. I was like, what? Because he was like one of my celebrity crushes. Like this man is fine as fuck. Like call me by your name was like I read the book. Oh, we saw was, the movie. He was daddy like, as hell on that. He was so hot and like <laughs> I loved him in Gossip Girl. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I forgot about him. I've never seen Call Me by Your Name. You know what? Just read the book because People, like try to cancel it now because it is like pedophilia and it's like grooming and stuff but it's like a real thing that happens in the gay community too so it's like a story that like has been like it's something that actually does happen yeah especially just read it for the second doesn't it take place in the 80s or the 90s the 80s yeah Yeah. and i just read it for the second time and if you guys didn't know like there's like a 24 year old guy and like a 17 year old kid and they like get together and everything but it's like it was just such a beautiful story between them and it sucks Mm. that it's like getting i mean it should like obviously be looked down upon for the pedophilia but like it just sucks that like army hammer was attached to that i know i saw him in gossip girl it's the only thing i've like ever really seen him in and like that plot is so weird yeah i know oh and then i I can't even remember i saw this thing about how like he did not get along with blake lively like apparently he called her a bitch in front of the entire cast and then she got him like thrown off the show. Like he was supposed to have like a longer like character well, arc or something. Arena was a, a revolving door anyway. So yeah. we yeah. needed people we coming in. No, I'm not slut shaming, but she she was. They all were revolving doors. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, baby. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, like there have been allegations that Army Hammer has like engaged in like really weird, like abusive, mm-hmm. um, like BDSM shit. Like he hasn't been respecting like women's boundaries and like when they say no he like doesn't he keeps going and like stuff like that so that's obviously not okay and he definitely has like a cannibalism fetish so mm-hmm. i don't it's know if so he's weird. actually ever Isn't tried rib thing like he was like i want to take out one of your oh, ribs i have the fucking receipts hold on okay so he said this is what he said i guess it's like a precursor he's supposed to be filming or he was filming a, a movie with jennifer lopez and because all these allegations he since has dropped out. I don't know if he actually like left willingly or if Lionsgate was like, get the fuck out. He definitely didn't. They like, they definitely were like, get the fuck out. You yeah. Know? Like, I think there was either like, you could like make a statement. Yeah. That was like, you can make a statement putting it in your power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you can resign or we'll fire you, basically. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so he said, I'm not responding to these bullshit claims, but in light of the vicious and spurious online attacks against me, I cannot in good conscience now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. Lionsgate is supporting me in this and I'm grateful to them for that. Ew. I, I haven't heard that before. So that's just weird. And then there have been like all these girls um, just like 
sending in texts and stuff i don't know if you guys follow like house of effie because i think they were the ones that like broke the story it's like no, a gossip I instagram account it's like dumois if you like follow that but these are like texts that girls sent in so one of them reads this is like him talking to a girl you live to obey and be my slave if i wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pockets so i always had a piece of you in in my possession girl um what i need to drink your blood i crave it um, I need to eat your entire body. I need to touch every part of you inside and out. I want to bite pieces off of you. Okay, Edward Cullen. He identified as 100% a cannibal and like says, I want to eat you. Like, all, like there was literally so many texts of him saying, I want to eat you. Like, and it's just crazy. And then another one said, the, those are my bones. Like talking about like a woman's like body. Those are my bones. And if I want to break one, to prove it i will fingers toes and if you need more proof your fucking neck if you tell me what i can and can't break i will break them all and then he said he was going to come from the thought of breaking the woman's bones are you serious yeah so and then like all these girls were like reading like situations about like because he was married and like now he's like divorced and his ex-wife like has come forward and said like weird shit about how he like said he wanted to like barbecue her ribs and shit like that. <laughs> barbecue um, her ribs. It was just crazy. And like he apparently cheated on her throughout their whole marriage. And like that's like what these texts were were from girls that like hooked up with him. Did you see that he has like a there was a secret Instagram? Yeah. Account, and it was like talking about like how like he's like doing like he's been doing like hard drugs. I don't know mm-hmm. what drug it is. I don't I don't I don't know if it's like considered like a hard, hard. I don't know even. It's like DM. Is it DMT? Yeah, yeah. I think it was. DMT. Yeah, you know and what? Like on the secret Instagram, it's like DMT doesn't show up in drug tests too, so I can like see my kids and stuff yeah. like that. And then like one of the posts was like he posted like this woman. You can't see her. She's in like doggy style on the bed. She's in like lingerie, and it was I like kind of like oh, yeah. this woman and, and stuff like that. And it's just it's crazy. But like, also, I I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years ago, a video came out of. He posted a video of his son sucking on his toes. Oh, I don't know if that rings a bell for like any know. of you guys. I don't remember that. But I remember seeing that quickly, like a year or two ago, and being like, I don't even, I barely know who the fuck this guy is. And I just kept repost, like scrolling. But when all this stuff came out, someone was like, I've known he was weird since then. And it was like, mo- long, it was like a seven long minute video that he posted. And his son is just going to town sucking on his toes. Going to town. Ew! Like, it's child abuse. so fucking, like, it's, I can link it to you guys after this. I don't know yeah. if you guys want to, like, see oh, no. her. Like, I didn't watch the full video. I've only seen, like, the screenshot of the son just, like, and his son's, like, a toddler. So, like, you just literally just be, like, stop. You know what's funny, though? I saw this, I literally went, I told you, I went on a rabbit hole, and I, like, was watching all these TikToks and, like, consuming all the shit. But there was this one girl that did, like, the backstory of his family, so his grandfather is named Armand Hammer. It's like Armand, like with a D and then Hammer. And then he was like, oh, there's a baking soda company called Arm and Hammer. So he bought the company just because Wait, he's connected name. to the company? Yeah, he literally bought the company. He bought it. Like it, they I thought existed, that there was just like a- They existed like, separately. They oh. separately. And then he was like, oh, I like the name of this company. I'm going to buy it. So then he bought it. So he's like, so Army, I think, is like heir to like all of that shit. And then like he named his son Armand Hammer. And then Army, his name is Armand Hammer. That is a, I don't like, like that name at all. Isn't that crazy? I guess like his 
there's been like the women in his family like there's been a lot of like sexual abuse and like just like the men are fucking crazy and like I don't know I don't want to say too much because like I don't want to get like say the wrong thing yeah. but like yeah it's for, for literally legal insane. reasons this is a joke for yeah. legal reasons, this is a joke but like yeah so and now I, I'm like ruined Arm and Hammer the brand is like ruined for me so <laughs> I saw that the foot kiss in um call me by your name that like people like love and think it's so cute that it was improvised that he just did it himself which like it's, it's kind of normal, like, to do, kind of, but, like, thinking back on, like, him and probably how he was, like, oh, like, oh, my God, these feet look delicious, like. And then I saw this girl on TikTok, and, like, she was talking about how, like, she, she's a, she was a waitress in New York, and her friend had Army Hammer as, like, would you, like, a customer yeah. or a guest or whatever, <laughs> and she was, like, the girl was, the main girl was, like, oh, my God, like, I, I love him, like, let me help you, like, with your table. She said that he kept commenting on like her coworker's neck. I saw that, yeah. And like how beautiful it was. And like he was talking about it the whole like dinner. And I was like, oh, well, that aged well. Like that was like that I came know. out like a month or two ago. That wow, that girl must be like. <sighs> oh my God. Like, why are you talking about your server's neck? Like, that's w- such a weird thing to comment on. It's not like your eyes or your hair or something like mm-hmm. that. It's literally like, oh, your neck. Like, that's so intimate. I don't yeah, know. That's just weird. Yeah. So he's a fucking freak, bottom line. I don't it's know. Just, it's, it's wild because I barely knew who he was. So this coming out and I'm like, what? Why was <laughs> I so interested? And I thought it was going to get swept under the rug like Alec Baldwin's wife. Oh, <laughs> okay, we have to talk about Hilaria. We have to. Girl, this is this is my favorite piece of fucking tea. I'm literally going to call her Hilarious Baldwin because yeah. that shit was so fucking but funny. It's been so, like, who did they pay to sweep it under the rug? I Because so many news sources that were posting stuff about it, like legitimate news sources, were on her side. So that just shows how powerful Alec is in Hollywood. Can you, like, give people listening context? Oh, I'm sorry. They don't know what happened. <laughs> It was revealed that she was, like, not actually, like, authentic Spanish from Spain. Like, she had just pre- pretending. And that yeah. she, like, grew up in Boston. Is that right? Do I have yeah. that right? Yeah, I think her real like, name is Hillary. She's yeah, like- her real name was Hillary. And it's, like, been this, like, how long has she been going on? It's been, like, a years-long thing that she's been going no, it's on. It's been, like, 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 high school, I think. There was this video where she, like, pretending like she didn't know the word for cucumber. She's like, how do you say... And then it was like cucumber. Like she was like so into it and everything. Yeah. And then like, a video came out, like she posted on her Instagram video, a video of her without the accent. And people were like, what? what? Where's your accent? Like what? Yeah. And no, like, it, it turns out that she's like, she will, she was saying that she's like from Spain, but like, she's like fifth generation American. Like it's like her great, great, great grandparents like came over from Spain. Yeah, don't even yeah, think like, she can, like, step foot on, like, Spanish soil. Yeah, no, and, like, I don't even know if she's ever been. No, I saw this thing oh, that wait, said, no, like, wait, her, no. her parents, she yeah. went with, like, her parents. She, she went on vacation, and she, like, really, like, and vibed then, with it. ever since then, she's just been, like, she's, like, I'm Latina. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, it's the white girl who goes to, like, Jamaica yeah. on the cruise. Yeah. And comes the back mission with the cornrows. Too. Yeah. The cornrows. And yeah. the chair with, like, the Rasta guys on it. And it's like, she's like a shade tanner. And then she like comes up to someone like me and it's like, I'm almost as tan as you. <laughs> like that is literally what it is. But and like. It was just, no, but they definitely paid like millions of dollars oh, to have the shit swept under no, the rug. Because like you have. said, like every single news source was like posting about it. And, and the news sources were like, she responds back to like claims and stuff. And none of them were like, 
Hilaria Baldwin has been exposed for being fake Spanish. Yeah. It was only like small, like entertainment news sources that weren't like legitimate. Like even E! News, I think, posted like in her favor. Yeah. And it's just because like Alec is like a super powerful like celebrity. Like they don't want to, I feel like they don't want to lose that connection. Like in, I feel like in that, like for that, you can't, like they were more, more entertainment sources were more apprehensive because they didn't want to lose the connections that they had with people. It's not even just Alec. It's like his brothers are all actors. They're, like yeah, they're all Ian famous. Like, yeah. And then like Haley Baldwin's Haley Baldwin, his niece. Yeah. Like Haley Baldwin's his niece. The band Wilson Phillips has some connection to the Baldwins. I think yeah. one of them is married to a Baldwin. I one day when I was doing my Hillary re- Hilaria, whatever her name is, research, it led me to like Wilson Phillips and it led me to like that connection. Then it led yeah. me to like though Philip that's married to the guy from that 70s show Danny Masterson which is like the bad guy and yeah. she like stands by him and I'm like everyone is just so connected like um, it, it's, it's gross it's creepy it's, it's really all incest it's literally incestual <laughs> like I, I remember watching like Gossip Girl for the first time and it was like obviously it pops up like the names of the people like the actors and it was like blank Baldwin and I was like what mm-hmm. and then I was like wait that's not Alec Baldwin right oh, and I was God. like his, his brother? brother is is Serena's dad yeah which yeah I wonder what it would have been like to like grow up when they were like the hottest things ever because I watch Clueless and there's oh, a I part know. where she's like, he's such a Baldwin. And I'm yes. like, my first taste of Alec Baldwin was when he was in Cat in the Hat. Oh, Both oh, could be like oh, gross first- and fat and like got shitted out by the house at the end of the movie. So like, that's what I think of when I think of Baldwin and everything. How it took me like half of my like life to realize that Alec Baldwin is in Beetlejuice because I believe he looks so different. Yeah. I was like, oh, that... Does. That cute ass man from Beetlejuice is Alec Baldwin. No shade to yeah. Alec Baldwin. I'm, but like, he just doesn't look the same. He didn't age well no. at all. No, and I think he was like there. He has some scandals in there. Some no, Hollywood like, scandals. All I know, all I know about Alec Baldwin is like the amount of times he's got he's like shoved paparazzi and like yes, very aggressive. But we we and hate like, the paparazzi. And my so. favorite is that girl that like stalked him and like wrote him all these letters and like texted him and like went oh to his God. house and everything and she was like he's my boyfriend he was like i've never seen this bitch before in my life like that's literally me <laughs> that's my favorite me one. to darren <laughs> <laughs> be like yeah i've never seen this dude before in my yeah, life yeah no well so my friend sean worked at a coffee shop um in new york he met like all kinds of people there like all kinds of celebrities but the baldwins were like regulars and he said that they were really nice but i was like Gee. apparently they tipped well i've heard that Haley's can be a bitch i've heard TikTok. that too yeah oh so for for I legal reasons it's it. a joke but what i've seen on tiktok is she's very like do you know who i am and like that's my cute mrs bieber <laughs> you're yeah at this point you're mrs bieber you are Justin Bieber's wife. You were once Kylie's friend, I think, or Kendall's. Since we're talking about like Haley Baldwin and everything, yeah. we could just go straight into the Kardashians, yeah. which yeah, at the twentieth season, which literally is insane. They haven't done a season a year, so like it. But I always think of a season as like a year type thing because mm-hmm. that's like how shows used to be and everything. So like I would be like, they haven't been on for twenty years. It's been like twelve, but that's still so long. But like. Yeah. The trailer was like so like I don't it was like Kim and Chris crying to the crew with their masks on and Kim and Chris don't have masks on and they're like we've decided not to go forward with the show. They're still like in the trailer you see they're still like trying to do the will they won't they with Scott and Courtney and it's just like it kind of shows you how social media has taken over like what we see because mm-hmm. it was just revealed like a couple days ago that she's dating Travis Barker, I believe his name is from Blink 182. So obviously they're not going to happen. It's harder. I feel like it's becoming harder for the Kardashians to control their narrative, even though we believe that they're like the 
queens of social media, I feel like it's mm-hmm. getting a little bit harder to do that because yeah. we're learning about stuff before they're revealing it to us. Like it's harder for them. Yeah, but at yeah, the same like time, so far behind. But at the same time, like I don't want to doubt my girl Chris Jenner because mm-hmm. she knows what to show and what to not like what yeah. when to reveal stuff. Like oh. the one time Mason Mason revealed that Kylie and Travis weren't actually together, then his Instagram got deleted. Like she doesn't play. Miss yeah. Miss Thing don't play. No. Uh-uh. Um, Double Bye. works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder. It, she really does. And then, like, what else is seen in the trailer? Oh, um, Clo- Miss Chloe wanting another baby, telling Tristan she wants another baby. So we'll we'll find out about that. I forgot they were that's like, something. Like, I don't know. Together. Apparently, she's like in Boston or something. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, yeah. Chloe's she's story. I'm not like a Chloe's like my least favorite kind of. Um, yeah. For anyone who follow, I Aaron, you follow me on social media. I post about Chloe all the time. <laughs> um, I'll post like I don't know, like her Photoshop. Like it's just, it's, it's so yeah, funny. It's that so bad. She looks different in every single. She's picture. really just become like, and I'm not a plastic surgery shamer. Like, get it if you want. Like, if I had the money, I would definitely get like yeah. a couple things done to myself. It's not even plastic surgery at this point. It's like actual Photoshop, yeah, even more yeah. because like you, and it's like you're not fooling anybody because we see you on your show as opposed to your Instagram. Yeah. And on your Instagram, you don't have any nostrils. Like, even, like, Kylie does it, too. Like, I've seen pictures of her, like, out in public. And then the pictures that, like, she puts on her Instagram. Pictures that aren't edited. Her face is, like, super puffy and, like, just looks like it's almost her yeah. skin's, like, gonna burst. But then, like, she really, like, slims down and, like, literally changes her face shape it's on like, Instagram. For, for people to see, it's just so, like, not, like, it's not, the, like, it's unattainable. Because it's not, like, they're not even attaining it. They're Photoshopping as well. But, like, at the same time, like, I'm hating from my room while they're multimillionaires. So who's winning? It it just scares me to think about, like, all of their, like, daughters and stuff. Because, like, I will give it to them. All of the, like, all of the Kardashian-Jenner, like, daughters Mm -hmm. are the cutest fucking things ever. But it scares me. She photoshops true. Chloe photoshops true in pictures. Yeah. Yeah. But it scares me to think about, like, think about, like, Stormy growing up. She's so cute. But to think about, like, how that could affect her self-esteem in the future. And I was worried, too, like, about some of the kids being biracial. I'm like, are their parents addressing real issues? Because I know, like, the Kardashians are known for, like, fetishizing Black men. Yeah, they're not. If anyone is, it would have to be, it would be Kim. Yeah. But the way Kanye is, I don't even think she does. I really don't even think she does. Like, I remember when North was really young, she, like, straightened her hair. And then I remember she got, like, a bunch of, like, crap for that. This past June, when everything was, like, blowing up with George Floyd and everything, Kylie was not using her platform in the way that she should have. And I'm like, your daughter is half black. Like that being said, I can't wait for Kardashian. I yeah. will be however old I am. I can't wait for Kardashians, the next generation, because pop culture runs on like a 20 year cycle. Yeah. More things are popular again. So I, in like about probably 15 years, 20 years, Chris will call up will, or someone will be like, we're rebooting this with the kids and seeing where the kids are now. And we will see. Rain is Scott Disick's child. He's going to be yeah. doing crazy shit. Yeah, Saint is going to be doing crazy shit. Saint is going to break hearts because that kid is so cute. Oh my god! Oh, no. Not I'm not even being creepy. I'm just saying he's no, such a he's... kid. Stormy is going to be so oh. Stormy. Nor I don't even like. They're all just going to be icon. Like I can see Psalm being like a hippie or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kim's youngest being like I a hippie, like being, being away from the media. But. Honestly, in 20 years, Sam could still be a baby because he does not grow. Like, I never see that kid grow. When she posts pictures, he looks the same every time. Is he so, a baby? I'm like, is he just like I'm a baby? I'm thinking about that and I'm like, he hasn't changed. <laughs> 
really he looks the same. He has this like one little tuft of hair. Yes. Here's what a conspiracy song doesn't grow. Now that's a conspiracy theory that I'm interested in. Yeah. Holy fuck. That song doesn't grow. Oh, what did you think about the Jeffree Star thing? <laughs> that was <laughs> <laughs> like what? If it wasn't that girl TikToker, yeah. I would have believed it. I believed it at first, honestly. Oh, yeah, because so it, did I. For legal reasons, this is a joke. There's always been, like, the open, like, secret yeah. that Kanye has been, like, I don't know, he has been, like, a little bit, like, been bisexual a little bit and been with, like, guys. And I know he's been with Amanda Lepore, who is a transgender woman, which obviously she is a woman, but I'm just throwing it out there that she's part of, like, the LGBT community as well. There's that theory, too. So, like, it wasn't that hard for me to believe. And the pictures that people were saying were, like, kind of convinced. I don't know. I don't know why I fell for it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like posting about it or anything, but like I, it was something I was like, you know, I could believe it at this point. I could believe it. No, like but... we were watching like drama videos and shit, and I was like, I believe it. Hey, Jeffrey Star, I don't yeah. think he deserves this platform well, at all. That's why we thought it was funny because we were like, he's literally a white supremacist, and he's he like... like the things that he said and things that he's done. I literally like I've had people in the past tell me like to get over it. Because they like Jeffree Star videos. I'm like, I don't like Jeffree Star because of the things that he said and the way that he's treated Black people. And they're like, well, he's apologized and stuff like that. And no, I don't but know. Like, he hasn't even apologized. He's like, I'm sorry for the things that I've said. I'm yeah, like, that okay, is the worst thing like, you can I'm, do. Yeah, I'm sorry for being racist. The worst things you can say, I'm sorry for things that I've said and I'm sorry for how they've been perceived. Yeah. I'm sorry like, you it's feel how people took them. Like, it's not how they took them. It's like how you made the people feel and like mm-hmm. take accountability. Like that's not taking accountability. And he, he's also been like so supportive of Shane Dawson. And I remember one video, like he was supposed to address this controversy and he's like, I don't know why you guys are focused on this when Breonna Taylor hasn't gotten her justice yet. And it's like, well, that was when people had started using her as like a little like, throw it in there like yeah. don't focus on me focus on Brianna Taylor like no like that stuff like we want her to get justice but you're using her as like a, a me- pretty much a meme like there's different yeah. classifications of yeah. memes and yeah. she was being used as like that type of meme like she had yeah. become a meme at that point so mm-hmm. Jeffrey has like cemented himself in someone like that I hate mm-hmm. yeah I've never liked him I-, I never really watched his videos I've seen a few but he scared me like he literally looked like he would unhinge his jaw and eat me and he if he ever knew I was talking about him he probably would yeah, so Jeffree Star, if you're listening, for all legal reasons, it's a joke. Thank you. Speaking of, like, all the stuff we've started talking about, like, like Black culture and everything, and also, like, going back to, like, Ashton Tizzle High School Musical, there's Monique Coleman, who just came out, because the movie just turned, was it 15? Yeah. I th- I th- yeah, 15. Yeah. That, that makes me old. 15, and she revealed that, she's talking about, like, yes, Hollywood has made, like, so many strides towards representation and, like, minorities and especially black people getting roles and everything but back on high school musical she didn't have a hairstylist that could do her hair so she having to do and get by said just incorporate headbands so like the front of her hair because they couldn't do it she would just taylor would just wear a headband and i never noticed headbands as part of her character till this but then i think about how she had the same hairstyle throughout all of high school musical three and it was that ugly ass bob they did my girl dirty should that pleakly ass bob i don't know if you know lilo and stitch but whatever should that pleakly ass bob going on no she really did it's so like and it's we looking back on it like tail her character taylor mckessie is an amazing character but she basically was a supporting character yeah, like, she's part of like the big six of the group, but she might as well have been billed with like Martha and Kelsey and Jason yeah. and Z because we got the least about her. We didn't get her family life. 
we barely got her singing. We didn't get a solo. Like she always probably was voted like, I remember as kids, like nobody really cared about her. Which is sad because like, I liked Monique Coleman, but like Disney didn't push her as a person. I liked seeing her when they used to do like on Sweet Life on Deck, on Sweet Life with Zach and Cody, they'd have the high school musical characters be part of like Maddie's school and stuff. Mm -hmm. Her and Vanessa Hutchins would be like the best, like two of Maddie's friends at the Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow was the name of the school. I just finished a Sweet Life rewatch. So I remember that. Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow. Also going to plug that I'm a huge fan of the girl who played Martha, Casey Stroh. She's noticed me on social media before. I love her. Her TikToks are so wholesome. Back to Moni Coleman. So like she really did get like the shit end of the stick in the Mm -hmm. entire movie series. We didn't see her parents or anything. We do know that she went to Yale. So I'm sure she did amazing things. And she probably dumped Chad. And Chad was obviously gay for Ryan. I believe that theory. Yeah. 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 100%. I I don't dance the sexual vibes in Mm -hmm. that song. It's probably, like, code for I don't bottom. Like, probably something like that. But- yeah, like, Ryan is definitely a bottom. But I definitely think that he, like... Chad Cor- would definitely get his ass eaten. Chad was gay. Corbin Blue. <laughs> Jump on it. Corbin um, Wolf. Like, it's a pattern that you see all too well in Hollywood with Black actresses. Trina McGee, who played Angela on Boy Meets World. I was never oh, a huge yeah. Boy Meets World person, but I don't... Um, I watched I don't that know if you guys watched it, But... She has come out about like racism that she, in microaggressions that she's dealt with with members of the cast, which oh, is really yeah. sad to think about. Except for the guy who played um, the guy who played Sean. Sean wasn't yeah. like that to her, which we love because they were a great couple. Yeah. Um, she's talked about how she had to do her hair herself the night before because they didn't have anybody to do her hair, and her hair was always in these little like micro braids and stuff. Cat Graham from the Vampire Diaries, who played mm-hmm. Bonnie, has said that she would cornrow her hair and throw a wig on because they didn't know what to do. And if you look back. Like, Bonnie didn't have... There was, like, two seasons where Bonnie just had this, like, this bang wig. Like, and then I saw a video of Tati Gabrielle. She plays Prudence on The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. She posted a video of her doing her hair, and it was, like, person asked me, like, who does Prudence's, like, finger waves? Um, And she says, me. So she was doing her hair herself, too. So a lot of times, like, I feel like these Black women are having to do their hair themselves and not having the hairstylist because... One, they're not looking, like, these places aren't looking for the Black hairstylist. And two, speaking up and, like, stating your piece, especially as, like, a Black woman, could get you... It's just, as a minority and as a Black person especially, you you get um, labeled the angry Black woman mm-hmm. and probably lose her career. So that is... And Disney is such a powerful place. Monique probably just... She was new to the game, and she probably mm-hmm. just kept herself silent. The thing is, like, it's just so sad because Black hairstylists, if you hire Black hairstylists, you're not going to be hiring them just for Black people. You're going to be hiring them to do all hair. Yeah. And so a Black hairstylist is going to have to go above and beyond to know how to do all different types of hair just to get an entry-level job. But a white hairstylist is not expected to know how to do oh. a black hair. To do black hair. Like, and I had a friend like I had a friend that went to cosmetology school and they like barely did anything with like black hair. And it's very important to know because black hair is so diverse and so different the way that it is. Different curl patterns and like all this different stuff. And like, she was like, honestly, if someone came in and sat in my chair, like I wouldn't feel comfortable. That's what she said. There's such like a stigma too that like black girls can't like, grow their own hair and stuff that like even when they grow like their natural hair to like a beautiful fro or like a beautiful length like you think people will think it's a wig because Mm -hmm. the stereotypes that exist in the in the country in like just the world in general and in media um but I'm gonna be honest here like I don't I would never like I'm I have black hair like my hair grows like a black person I would never I don't trust white people to do my hair like you need Mm -hmm. someone who kind of knows how and like since a lot of white people aren't trained on how to do it 
Like I go to a, I went to a black barber when I went to school. Mm-hmm. I made sure that my barber was so like, he would know what to do. Um, and then I go to a Hispanic barber now cause they know like how to do, like they know how to do your hair better than like a, a white person would. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just sad that like Monique really had to deal with that. And like, there's so many diverse like black hairstyles that could oh, be yeah. shown. Like there's braids, there's locks, there's micro braids, there's finger waves. Like there's so many different ones that we could have seen on Taylor to make her character like so much more interesting too. And like put her in the front, like they did Gabriella and Sharpay, but they really didn't. And like, it's just like 2006, they weren't, we, they were not celebrating blackness as the way that they're trying to celebrate blackness now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like there's definitely been strides, but like you said, like, um, like the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, like that literally just came out like a few years ago and she's yes. still struggling currently with that issue. So. I mean, her hair looks fucking dope. So like she's doing a great job, but she shouldn't but have she to should do have it herself. To, exactly. Like the two like, black girls from Riverdale, Vanessa Morgan, right? That's her yeah. name. Vanessa Morgan and Ashley Murray. They have come out and said a couple things too, how they haven't had appropriate people to do their hair for them. Oh and um, like, it's just really sad. And like, they've also come out too about feeling secondary like it just goes hand in hand to their characters feeling secondary and also not having a proper hairstylist and I think back on like shows that I watch and like the they did not they were not doing the sisters right like they were not like their hairs were never like done well a lot of times it looked like it looked bad in the front it didn't look good and Mm -hmm. like it's just sad like I'll watch like a show like Moesha which is like a full like black Mm -hmm. cast and everything and Brandy's hair always done always good then I'll watch like a white show and there'll be like a black character and her hair is not done. And like, it just also leads to like racism and insults Mm -hmm. because they'll come for, they come for the hair and they just have them looking like that. And it's just so disrespectful and it's so sad. And I'm happy that we're moving in a, in a proper direction, but like, there's still so much more to be done. No, I'm so glad. The girls in Riverdale and the girl from Chilling Adventures Sabrina still revealing that they have to do stuff themselves. No, like, I'm just so glad that, like, Monique, like, spoke up about it and, like, really, a lot, like, just kind of, like, opened the door for now all these other girls to finally come forward and be like, hey, I felt mistreated. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this creates some sort of change, but yeah. obviously it's not going to happen overnight. But Fun the- fact, she's also 40 years old. Yeah. I had no idea she was Wait, are you 40 serious? years old. In the article where she revealed the stuff about, like, her hair and everything, it said the 40-year-old actress. And I was like, excuse me? Sorry, 40 what? years old? She looks great. Years old. She looks so beautiful. She, she always funny. she was such a beautiful girl, and it's just so sad how like they did not push her. They yeah, never. You could like, just Disney, tell... the only black Disney ever pushed was Raven. They only ever pushed Raven. You can tell that there's like no, there were no like black people like helping to write it, helping like literally do anything on that set. Mm-hmm. You can just yeah, tell they never did. Raven, they did I do token black kids, and that was it. I also read that Raven. Um, I also read that Raven did a lot of her hair and her styling herself. I'm not surprised. Like, that's just... And that's why she, like, she looked so good most of the time. But, like... <laughs> she Her outfits and shit, too. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, okay, this girl. Like, I've rewatched that story many times because, shout out to Raven, comedic, comedic genius. Genius. That, and that shows me... That show is, like, such an authentic, like, amazing TV show. And I'm sorry, but it, it trumps Lizzie McGuire completely. Oh, yeah. And the st- nostalgia surrounding about how Lizzie McGuire is like so good and everything uh, um, is just the movie. Like if you take away the movie and yeah. like, like herself, like yeah. the TV show wasn't that good. 
Oh, the movie's way better than the kind of boring. It's literally kind of boring. Like, that's a Raven. The show is so interesting. Like, Lizzie McGuire as a character and in the show is just boring. And I don't know if that's controversial, but... No, no, I get that. But Raven was so... I used to literally, like, pee my pants watching Lots of Raven. Mm -hmm. At the same time, they were always pushing Hillary more than they pushed Raven. Yeah, no, they totally were. Lizzie McGuire lasted only two seasons in a movie. So mm-hmm. by the time, like, That's What Raven was still on and they were still just pushing Hillary because of her music career. But you had this actress, Raven, who was your pretty much your cash cow that you're not pushing. Like, you didn't help push her music at all. Yeah. Like, she was obviously interested in making music. I bought Raven CDs. I had Raven CDs. I had Hillary and Raven CDs. I was an equal opportunist there. <laughs> But I'm sure more people, obviously, we know Hillary's iconic Come Clean, um, Why Not, um, Wake Up, Wake Up is my personal channel, What Dreams Are Made Of. Yeah. You know that more than you know, like, Raven's music. Most people know, for Raven, they would know, some call it magic, but that's a Raven song. Yes. And her cover of Double Dutch Bus. And then, like, the Cheetah Girls and stuff. Yes, Cheetah Girls. Oh, Cheetah Girls. Cheetah Girls, I'm sorry. I like Cheetah Girls more than That's a Raven. I'm not That's a Raven, more than High School Musical. Sheeta Girls over High School Musical. I'm Cheetah sorry. It was so good, though. It really was. Might no, be controversial, I'm... but if the girl who played Aqua wasn't a terrible person and didn't make Raven leave, they would have continued with movies. Yep. Because Raven left because of Keely Williams. So, Keely Williams, if you're watching, you ruined Cheetah Girls. Thank you. If Thank you. Like, Keely, you ruined Cheetah Girls. You ruined 3LW before that. But that those are conversations for another episode if you ever wanted a 2000s deep dive on Fugue. Oh, yeah, no. I said that. I'm literally that. dying to do a, a deep dive. And I think that's, like, a good way to, like, shimmy over to the Britney topic a little bit. Oh, my God, that yeah. was so great. I said shimmy over. But to move over to the Britney topic. But, like, I feel like most people know now that Britney's life isn't perfect. Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. is good. Um, she's in a conservatorship. And for people that don't know, like, what a conservatorship is, it's, like, when they, someone has control over your, like, entire life. Like, you're spending. If you can drive. If you can text. If you can have children. Like, all this kind of stuff. She's been under one since 2008 with her initial, like, her breakdown and everything with her father and her business manager, Lou Taylor, who is a terrible person. And her father isn't a good person either. And basically she doesn't really need to be in one anymore. And most of the time a conservatorship is for someone who has dementia and really mm-hmm. can't do things for themselves. So if Britney can make the Circus album, the Femme Fatale album, the Britney Jean album, the Glory album, and go on like three world tours, do the X Factor, do all this different stuff, why are you still in control of her life? Exactly. Like, yeah. even someone who is super mentally ill, like, you cannot even say she's super mentally ill because she would not be able to do any of that stuff. She if, had, like, a Vegas residency, too. Yeah. Yes, a Vegas res- she wouldn't be able to do that. Everyone believed the narrative that after her breakdown, she was fine. We were all led to believe that she was fine and back up again. But you look back and you see the holes, like, how do you have a breakdown in February 2008 and then have an album out in December 2008 and acting like everything's fine? Like, you yeah. need time, especially being in the spotlight like that, like, you need time to recuperate so Mm -hmm. back in 2019 she like disappeared she canceled her second residency that was supposed to happen and she disappeared and fans were like where did she go like there's no paparazzi candidates she had posted this long message on instagram saying her father um was doing bad with his health and she was taking time for her family but then she disappeared and it was revealed in march that she had been put in a mental hospital because i don't want to put like I don't let I don't know the information perfectly, but from what 
most things show she didn't she wasn't complying with the what they wanted with the conservatorship anymore which she shouldn't have to she shouldn't be in it anymore Mm -hmm. and I think it was trying to drive on her own and also was refusing to take the medication that they were giving her which it's been proven and revealed that she didn't need medication to begin with so that's another completely different thing so it was revealed that and ever since then free Britney has become a huge thing and free her from the conservatorship and I, I personally believe that she obviously is messed up because all mm-hmm. the stuff that she's gone through, like I have seen her Instagram. I know people have seen her Instagram. Um, I don't believe that she is crazy. And I believe that she deserves the freedom just like everybody else. It's just a very sad story. Someone who's like given so much to the world and really never had anything for herself yeah. because from the age of like three years old, she was a page- a little pageant girl, became a meal ticket for her mom to get out of Louisiana. And now she's just a meal ticket for so many just... Hollywood leeches at this point plus her father which is just disgusting I watched this thing too about how Jamie Lynn Spears is also like a piece of shit how she's like working with her dad and like Lou and stuff like that and like Jamie's on the payroll she's on the payroll too I have no respect for Jamie either no matter what Jamie says Jamie's thing is always like you don't know anything about my family you don't know what's going on but like we do know what's going on enough people from the outer inner circle have come out to reveal things Mm -hmm. yeah like we know what's going on like you could be helping your sister like I don't know what's going on there's a very good um fan-made documentary on YouTube on the channel Deep Dive Mm -hmm. if anyone's interested in watching that um it's called Uncovering Britney Spears there's currently four parts out I think they're adding two more parts Mm -hmm. um and then there's a legitimate documentary coming out the 5th of February so I think that's this coming week right I'm so excited yeah it's gonna be on FX at 10 o'clock and it's Mm -hmm. called Framing Britney Spears. I think it's going to be a step in the right direction. It seems Mm -hmm. like it's going to be against the conservatorship and what's going on. Her old assistant, who's like a, who's been, who was her assistant for so long from the beginning, who's no longer her assistant now because of all stuff that's gone on is in it. So I am excited to see her name's Felicia Lada, I believe. And I'm excited to see what she's going to say and like want to know how she's, how they're going to do it. And I think it's a step in the right direction. Do I believe that she'll ever be completely and utterly freed? No, because I believe that there's a lot of business and like Hollywood stuff in there. And there's a reason why a lot of other celebrities haven't come out and supported her. But I do believe we need to get her father out because from what I've seen, she revealed that she will comply to the con- the conservatorship if she has a little bit more freedom. Like you can take the business side of things. Yeah. I want my personal life to be freed. And I also yeah. want my father out because I hate my father. Yeah. So she wants to be able to drive if she wants to, make her own friends, not have to have people screened by her father because people who work with her, like Iggy Azalea, when they work together on their song, Iggy revealed that, which you're not supposed to. Like, they make you sign NDAs when you're with Britney. Iggy literally came out and was like, they came to my house and, like, checked up and down to make sure we weren't trying to feed her substances or anything. And, like, they try to make her see, like, they just, like, Carson Daly, who used to do TRL, he was supposed to interview her in 2011 um, and said, I'm not interviewing her because they want it to be pre-recorded and they want the questions in advance. I things weren't this even the strict when I interviewed Michael Jackson like I've known Britney since she was 16 why can't I interview her yeah like they they want the questions in advance and you also can never ask her about the conservatorship and when you think about it as a casual Britney fan you probably don't know about the conservatorship or or you don't she's never talked about it Mm -hmm. she's talked about it twice on record and one was in her 2008 documentary for the record which has since been scrubbed from the internet which is crazy because I watched it in 2016. So it's been scrubbed since by her people, obviously. And in 2016, she did an interview for her album, Glory, 
I don't know if I ever told you about this, Erin, because I remember it was like big news for me that she brought up the conservatorship. She brought it up during an interview and the only people who know about it were the people who were in the audience because they had it scrubbed from the broadcast. So when I event, because it was pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. So when I eventually got to see the interview on YouTube, it wasn't there, but there were all the people who were in the audience who tweeted about it and were like, she brought up the conservatorship. Like, this is big. Like yeah. she went off, she went off her own, basically her own script mm-hmm. and the interviewer basically like jumped to a next question because he's known not to bring it up like you don't bring yeah, it up you're not like allowed to yeah so it's just really it's really sad and th- I think the saddest thing for me is is the legacy of Britney Spears is kind of reverting back to how people would feel in 2008 that she's crazy yeah. or like a sad story and it's kind of like I kind of wish we could go back to like two or three years ago where or like I don't wish that because I know she was unhappy, but I wish in the public she was still known as like the comeback kid and like this yeah. huge star that like people, when I say like, oh, I'm, I'm a huge Britney fan, they'd be like, oh, me too. But like now it's like, did you see her Instagram post? Or like yeah. people will be like, can you tell me what's going on with her? Which obviously I'm going to tell them what's going on with her because I love to talk yeah. about pop culture and Britney. But like, I wish like I didn't have to. I wish that like it was her her who she was as a star was what she'd be known for it's just it's really sad but and I feel we can de- it can definitely be stopped yeah, yeah. Like, I know I'm going off on a tangent here but like Britney is like for anyone listening Britney is like my number one like I know I talked about Ashley Tisdale but Britney has been like my number one since like birth like when I was two years yeah. old my family asked what I wanted for Christmas and I said a Britney Spears doll with boobs which kind of weird to say at this point but I wanted a Britney Spears doll with boobs the first album I remember listening to was her second oops I did it again which came oh. out in 2000 and I was like two or three years old but I do remember listening to it on like a cd player at like four or five like it's like a core memory at this point so she's always been someone who's been like mm-hmm. very important to me so like to see what she's going through is like really sad like Britney Spears is like a personality trait for me. Like it's something you learn about in like the first five minutes of getting to know me. Like Erin, when she got to know me, she knew by like the third conversation that Britney Spears was like a god to me. Yeah. No, I know. It's just, there's this girl that I went to school with that she, um, like Britney follows her. Because she's like a super fan. She's like literally follows her. Oh, um, Mr. Spears. (laughs) Jamie is her in control of her social media. We don't know who controls the social media. We don't know if she post. We don't know when she posts. Like there's times where like she, you know, it's her posting, but there's times where it's them posting to try to be like she's okay, and like I don't know. There's been videos that they she's posted where she's like she's like guys, I'm fine. Like leave me and my family alone. But like you know, she's just being told to say that. Oh, I was just watching this TikTok today. Actually, you know that her like boyfriend or fiance or whatever. Her boyfriend right now. The current one, yeah. Sam, yes. Um, so he like they were dancing together or something in a video, and they like zoomed in on his lips, and he said smile, and then she smiled like immediately after. Yeah, the so- TikTok ones like are crazy sometimes because sometimes people go like crazy out of proportion. Yeah. At one point when Free Britney was like gr- gaining its traction on TikTok, like oh, this past summer, because like it had its resurgence this past summer because of TikTok, because TikTok mm-hmm. got huge. Um, people tried to connect it to like Jeffrey Epstein. And I was like, yeah, no. why? there's enough seedy people in Britney's life yeah. to put the blame on rather than Jeffrey Epstein. Like you can, you can say record executives, you can say her dad, like you don't need to put it on there. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's just, it's insane. And there's been so many people in her life that have been kicked out because they've, spoken up against the conservatorship mm-hmm. um two of her, one of her boyfriends um she was very it was back in like 2014 
2015, I mean, 2013, 2014, she was very in love with him. I think they were planning to have like, to like move forward and like have kids and stuff. And he basically was like, I'm not moving forward until we fix this. Like we get you out of this, we help you. And next thing you know, they're breaking up and a video comes out of him cheating on her that her dad apparently showed her, but also sold to the media. Mm. but their reason was we wanted to show Britney before she found out, but you also sold it to the media. So mm. like, you don't care about your daughter's well-being. You care about protecting your brand and you care about the money that you're getting. You don't care about your daughter. Two of her bo- past boyfriends have had to exit her life because they do not want to deal with the restraints that come with dating her and the non-disclosures and the, all the, all this kind of stuff. I don't know. I, she seems really happy with Sam. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to, and I've heard that, she's genuinely happy and they genuinely like each other. Mm-hmm. And I just, he's a young guy. He's like close to our age. Like yeah. she, she's cougaring there. She's 39. He's like in his mid twenties or late twenties. I believe he's just a young like kid who like really likes her. Mm-hmm. I think he, I genuinely believe that he can actually be in love with her. I do believe that they can actually be in love. And I do believe that he is just doing what to make her happy. And I don't believe he's like, I believe he's not like the other boyfriends who are like smart enough to be like, I don't want like, get her out of this i think he's just complying with it to like you know like i at my age like if i was involved in that like i'm like almost 23 i don't think i would have the balls to be like well we're getting you out of this i think i would just comply with everything just so i could be with her you know what i mean yeah he's like i'm not a lot of people attack him and like i don't know where to stand on it i don't know if it's legitimate i don't know if he's being paid because there has been different boyfriends who have been there there was a fiance she had in 2010 became a co-conservator so he was yeah. on the payroll at that point and then they broke up so i don't know if he's he's not a co-conservator sam's not a co-conservator i don't know if he's like on the payroll just to be on the mm-hmm. payroll but i want to believe deep down that he does love her because i want her to just have that little bit of happiness because she can't really see her kids right now because yeah. her kids have a restraining order against her dad stay tuned in the future because hopefully darren's coming out with a podcast where you can hear him talk all about this now you gotta make me accelerate that process that i gotta talk about now i gotta accelerate that and process you're, you're definitely coming back on because i really want to do a t- an early 2000s video i'm like oh, dying yeah, definitely i could well, definitely and now that we know that. that we watched all the same videos we've all done the research <laughs> so we're ready yeah. um mila it, what mila tequila is what it was called yeah. i want to yeah. watch her i think she does she have one on or is it deep? You should definitely check out the deep dive too. Yeah, I think they I'm have really other ones too. The deep dive has one about the feud between Paris and Nicole, and I really want to watch that one because oh, like, I've it. never <laughs> been like super into the simple life or anything. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a huge Paris Hilton fan. I was always Team Lindsay, and I like Nicole better. So, so like, I kind of want to get to know that a little bit more. My favorite, one of my favorite quotes of all time is Paris is a cunt. Like, no, she, Paris is my friend. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, why? Why is Paris a cunt? She's like. I never said that. Paris is my friend. It's like a minute late. I literally have a poster on my wall of it. Like, no, I, I was telling Meg, I was like, when I think of like Darren and like our friendship and just like us getting to know each other, all I think of is that fucking line where she's like, where she's like, Paris is the kind. And she's like, Paris is my friend. Did you watch Paris's documentary? I didn't. Everyone says I should, but like, I just don't have any interest in Miss Paris. I'm sorry. I made, I made her it, watch it. It, it was actually good. I, Team Lindsay. I like grew up watching The Simple Life. Mm-hmm. So I I liked Nicole a lot because I felt like she was just like more relatable. But honestly, like the documentary is really good. Yeah. I have to say. 
I definitely will because I think she is a very smart businesswoman as well. Yeah. Um, the way that she branded herself as like the dumb girl and everything yeah. when she's actually really smart. Like People invented. still don't see how smart she is. Yeah. Like middle, middle, middle America still doesn't see how smart she is. But like yeah. I, she's made a brand of herself. Honestly, is the most famous Hilton out of the Hilton family. So yeah. when you think Hilton, you think Paris Hilton. You don't think the, the Hilton. So while I'm here, I just want to say that my friend... Catherine Coppa has just released her podcast. It's called You Made Me a Psycho. Pretty much a dissection of the word psycho in relationships and the psycho things you do in a relationship to make you feel like you're crazy. Mm -hmm. like Or the crazy things you do to make you feel like a psycho. Yeah. So like no one's ever really a psycho in a relationship. It's like what they do mm -hmm. to make you feel like you're a psycho. Her first episode just came out. It's a trailer. She lets you know everything about what she's done. I'm going on soon to talk about my past relationship experience that's that I think that's coming out this Monday my video mm -hmm. so hey. our podcast my mm -hmm. podcast episode I'm her social media manager too so obviously hey. I gotta I gotta put the brand out there a little bit but yeah there you go uh, videos I mean not videos the podcast episodes come out every Monday she's going to be doing and it's currently on Spotify right now we're working on Apple we got to get that approval they said we needed mm -hmm. the approval but yeah um yeah so it's you made me a psycho no spaces um and yeah definitely follow it on Instagram um, and check it out on Spotify for right now and Apple eventually. Well, thank you again for coming on. It was yes, thank fun. you for... Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the episode with Darren. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're still here, I'm really impressed. Um, that was a marathon of an episode. Yeah. Honestly, though, I think we talked about some really interesting topics. I can't wait to, you know, listen to it myself. I'm excited to edit it. But let me know if you guys want to have Darren on again. I feel like that would be really fun. I mean, we'll probably still do it regardless whether or not you want it. All about, like, early 2000s drama because, trust me, it's, it is what has been getting me through what is 2021 yeah it's pretty much all we've been consuming like on youtube is just like drama channels like and Lindsay in paris drama videos so we would love to bring one of those to the podcast form me dming mila tequila would you come on <laughs> oh my god no we have to <laughs> i know but thank you guys so much for listening to this episode don't forget to follow us on instagram at love you mean a podcast support the podcast and the link in the description box and we will see you all next week love you mean it love you mean it